Hello and welcome to Bottled Up on a mission to create conversations and make the mental health of men a top priority. You're joined by myself, Sunny, and Mayank, close friends from university who want to share the stories of everyday people on our platform. The reason? Because we are not alone. Before we kick this conversation off, thank you for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already, it would be awesome if you could rate, review, and follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your conversations. It makes a huge difference to our reach with these awesome guests and potentially life-saving conversations. And if you haven't just yet, it takes 20 to 30 seconds to leave us a review and would help us out massively. Thank you again and buckle up for another great conversation. what I do and I'm really lucky so it's not not too stressful but um but yeah feeling good um I think I'm feeling a little bit fresher than you boys I don't want to give away yeah. too, too much to the listeners but, but hey it's the festive season right um no it's feeling all good thanks guys it's um yeah it's good to chat I can't wait to kind of share a little bit about what we do and hopefully bust a few misconceptions as well no, I was gonna say you like you're you've been born and raised in Sydney your whole um, whole life, or I know you've been traveling quite a bit uh, over the last probably not last couple not last two years, but probably yeah. uh, in your career with um, Abercrombie and uh, all that. But were you born in I guess born in Sydney and, and grew up there as well? Yeah, yeah. So born in Sydney, um, and then did all my schooling in Sydney, um, and mm. then after school did a few stints kind of in overseas so studied for a little bit in spain which was awesome um Ah, did the aussie and uk (laughs) thing worked a little bit in the us and um yeah then ended back in sydney mate tell us about spain (laughs) mate it was it was unreal it was um i was pretty young then so it was a little bit wild and um i struggled there because i go to sleep really early but spanish people don't sleep sleep. at all (laughs) 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 they have dinner at like 11 p.m um and by that time i've been asleep for four hours so (laughs) um but no it was it was unreal it was i studied in this little town up on the north coast that i think the population was like a hundred thousand so it was super tiny um not a whole bunch of english speakers which was kind of the idea was so that i could like um you know, learn the language and learn the culture. But um, yeah, it was amazing. I would um, go back there in a heartbeat. It was unreal. And mm. I feel like a lot of people yeah. need to do that. Like, I feel like at least at some point in their life, just leave and experience a whole different country with a different culture. Um, and it kind of sucks at the moment because, you know, COVID's kind of <coughs> taken away a lot of our prime years, I guess. But a lot of our mates have, have told mm. Sonny and I that they wanted to leave next year, travel to Spain, you know, go to a different country, experience a new different culture you know for a few months at least so, uh, so yeah yeah so many people are just going to pack their bags and what are they talking about the, the great resignation great resignation uh, exactly yeah because <laughs> and like for for some people like i know i know a couple of people who are like you know in their late 20s or uh, early 30s or mid 30s that were um planning or i guess like planning to travel but now because of covid that's taken away two years um they've just decided to settle down and have kids and stay in australia um because i know that's definitely a thing and so it's like um I think, yeah, definitely a wonderful opportunity if you can just to get outdoors and travel because these last two years, I feel like, have probably changed the way we think and, like, the way our brains are wired in some ways. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they say, I guess, the longitude studies, like, in a decade's time yeah. or two decades' yeah. time, like, the impact of COVID and, and what that's had. But I reckon you're right, though. Yeah. It'll go, like, two ways. People will either, you know, leave and never come back or they'll 
they really got an appreciation for Australia and they'll stay here forever now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was your reason for kind of kind of leaving? Like you, you mentioned there you wanted to go to a small town in Spain with a whole new country and language. What was the... Like the... Uh, well, I studied languages at school. Okay, um, so yeah. I kind of had a love for languages. Um, and I... I can't explain. It. That's actually a really good question. I've never really thought about it, but I was really drawn to like Spanish culture. Oh, nice. um, yeah. I love Shakira. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> I know we were talking about, and it's not Spain, but like, you know, Mexican cuisine's always been my favorite. I just, I love South America. Um, and I kind of wanted to go somewhere. I don't know. It was like an extra challenge to is to kind of like, of you know, course. learn. I didn't learn Spanish at school. I, I did French and Japanese and um, oh, nice. I wanted something different. Uh, Man of languages. Yeah. I love languages. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. I just love the way like words work, which obviously kind of now given my job, that kind of makes more sense. But um you know, I love like constructing words and languages and it's, sorry, this is massive nerd chat, but um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was just, it was that kind of whole thing. And um you know, Europe's amazing. They actually get seasons. So it's like, you know, a winter mm. is actually a winter. <laughs> a summer is actually a summer. It's not just hot and all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, it was just kind of like a perfect combination of all those things. And then, like mm. I said, I wanted to go to a small town so that I um, wasn't tempted just to like speak English and um, mm. hang Harry around Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I know we're, we detouring quite a bit, but like uh, some of the people that have grown up as like kids, like in these European countries and like how they turn out uh, later in life. It's been quite interesting. Like I know they, <laughs> I know they start drinking at an early age as well. Like that's just like, you know, around the dinner table or, but even like the communal um, family, um, all those events that happen as well. Yeah. Like, um especially yeah like mank when you and i went overseas like just the culture and like the way people are when they're like 20 25 30 like very free-spirited not to say that people in australia aren't free-spirited but like i think there's something infectious about like the way europeans grow up and like learn and value things as well which is quite interesting there's really strong family values over there but now scott how did um how did you fall into the role uh of men's health um a very uh <laughs> i know i know we've been talking about traveling but uh the work you're the work you're doing there is awesome um i saw david beckham we we're talking about that last time <laughs> he was on he was on the instagram and then you've also had um liam Payne. uh yeah yeah as well like some big names <laughs> well liam was our first mental health issue right? so it's actually i guess super super hmm. appropriate to bring him up but um <laughs> but yeah i guess like long story short so i studied i didn't study journalism i studied sports science at uni mm. um and then i kind of worked in the sports and health industries uh for probably five years after university um mm. and then i kind of landed in uh sports and fit, like sport and health marketing and pr um and that's how i knew the men's health team and then a job kind of opened up at men's health and um i kind of switched sides and worked on the uh website worked on the digital team for a little mm. while um and then i landed this job so it's and now i've been here i think five years now so mm. it's um it's gone super quick um and the next five will probably go even quicker um, <laughs> um but yeah it's it's been unreal we had a little hiatus last year um we were closed from may to december last year mm. um but back in business this year and yeah actually this week marks like our f- uh, one full year of being back so it's kind of like ah, that never happened yeah thanks <laughs> 
I don't feel like I deserve much congratulations for doing my job, but if it, yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't believe, believe us. We know what it's like to come back from a hiatus because we had a hiatus as well uh, last year. As well. <laughs> I love that we're calling it a hiatus. Let's just be honest. We lost our jobs. And- we lost yeah. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. We're sure yeah, we're yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So we're taking a bit of a career break at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finding, yeah. Ourselves, finding ourselves. We're finding ourselves. <laughs> finding our not, true purpose. Not on our choice. No choice. Not yeah. on our choice. Not yeah. our choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, Scott, I mean, like, you mentioned there that you joined the Men's Health magazine kind of like five years ago. Um, and was there a particular mm. like reason for that? Or was it was it more that just uh, the, the right opportunity came up at the right time? Because you know, a lot of the people that we've spoken to in, 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 in the past um, couple of years, um, one of the a basic trend that we see with them is that you know they've uh, they've either experienced um, they've, they've experienced uh, mental health through the people around them, um, they've personally experienced mental health, um, as well as you know, or, or they they could even sit, find it a very sort of important topic that doesn't get the right attention. Um, has this always been a passion of yours? I mean, like with that particularly with that intersection of of health and sport and that overlay of 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 men, like on top of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, um, you know, I was like the classic men's health, like fan, like I always read men's health. Um, I bought every issue growing up, even as an adult, I kind of kept <laughs> reading it. And, um, but, you know, I think, you know, so when I started it to at men's health was 2017. And I think you're right, there was definitely an opportunity, you know, I saw, you know, there was a way kind of to be on the inside and, and almost, that was a really crucial time for men in terms of their health where, you know, as soon as I came on to men's health, you know, I was like, it's not men's aesthetics. It's not Mm. abs and biceps don't equal health. You can have neither of those things and be the healthiest guy out there because you're happy, you're you're living well and your body's functioning, doing what it's supposed to do. Um, You can have abs and biceps and be starving, have poor self-esteem, you know, have a whole host of mental issues as well. So I think that was definitely my main goal was like, this is such a well-respected, well-recognized brand. But um, at that time, you know, the conversation was really ramping up around mental health and, and holistic health as well, you know eating well, living well, moving well, and thinking well. And um, yeah, there was definitely an, an opportunity to kind of like reframe the conversation. Mm. Um, but don't get me wrong. When I started, I was like bottom of the, the rung and I had very little input. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just doing doing what I could. But, um, but yeah, just trying to change that conversation internally. And, and you know, it's an exciting time for men's health too, mm. you know, like, Mm. um i think a lot of people get really scared you know they say it's a really terrible time to be a man and it's like Mm. well it's actually not it's it's kind of the most exciting time because all the things that have been torn down are really toxic Mm. and they they shouldn't be in play anyway (laughs) so (laughs) it's actually a great time to be a man because we can redefine masculinity and we are redefining it but in a positive way that the world that benefits us and benefits the world, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's not toxic. There's not these, we're breaking down all these stereotypes, you know, it, you, there's never been a better time to be whoever you want to be and be accepted for that. And, um, mm. and to find have that support as well. You know, I think there's a lot of hate for social media and technology, which, you know, there are definite downsides. I'm not denying that. Mm. But at the same time, we're so in touch with people that have similar experiences or can support us. And, and the, you know, when we use this technology in the right way, it's it's such a great time to be a guy. Um, I think it kind of reminds me, I'm, I'm not sure if you've, um, 
if you've uh, followed too much on this on this topic it was um with tom holland um he's a he's a very big advocate in this space and um, i'll most likely butcher the explanation of this but um a lot of people i think of course we know that tom and zendaya are now finally a thing um and i think a lot of what one of the things that a lot of people comment on is um how zendaya is actually taller than than tom um and i don't know what that means in terms of you know but it's, it's kind of goes against the stereotypical kind of couple with for the guy to be the the confident and macho person whereas you know you've got but do you know do you know why it's hard to explain is because like how ridiculous is that mm, right? yeah yeah like, it is it is it, yeah it like is. when you can train all your life you're not going to be taller you can yeah. train all your life you're not going to be shorter <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's not one of those things that you can change it's it's mm. um you know like to me, it's like one of those things that kind of, I mean, it's not the same at all, but you know, like it's like, uh, like sexism and racism mm. has never made sense to me because, you know, we're born with the lot that we're given, you know, like it's not, uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I find it baffling things like mm. that where there's like, you know, um, I, it, like you said, like we're both struggling to explain mm. it because it just makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> it makes <laughs> no sense. Makes exactly. Sense. Yeah. 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 But you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I think it's, you know, those stereotypes, like going back to the men's health question, that's something that we're trying to, you know, and, and I'll be honest, like men's health back in the day, it was a lot of abs and biceps and it probably did create a lot of um, magazines in general, you know, male magazines and female magazines created a lot of pressure uh you know mm. stereotypes and that sort of thing and that's one thing we've actively been trying to change um especially in the last four years is you know doing different covers that you wouldn't expect you know we had um liam Payne, who's mm. a great example you know he's not a buff guy he's not huge he's not muscular but his mental health story the things mm. that guy went through in the first 23 years of his life most of us will probably <laughs> never experience in our whole mm. lifetime in terms of hardships and adversity and um, you know, addiction and that sort of thing. And they're great stories that need to be told. Um, and then, you know, we've put Greg Norman on the cover mm. who is, you know, I think he, I can't remember his age. I think he's like 67 or something. And, you know, but he's fitter than most guys our age, you know, he's, um, he's an incredible, uh, I guess, inspiration for people as they go forward for longevity, you know, and it's just doing different covers like that and, and trying to mix it up and not always have, you know, the 35 year old Hollywood actor on there. I mean, mm. yes, we do have that sometimes because people still buy that, but, mm. um, mm. but it, it's telling different stories and kind of even just if people don't pick up the magazine, they see a cover on the newsstand mm. that reflects them or reflects something different. That that's kind of an interesting story and interesting motivation. Then if we can change kind of, I guess the conversation and the landscape that way, mm. then that's, that's a mission accomplished. You, you brought up a good point just a moment ago, like uh, men's health wasn't always like this. There was always like, you know, oiled bodies with six packs. You've yeah. obviously come in with like, you know, a very progressive view of holistic well-being and men's health. How, like, maybe, maybe it's not a question of, you know, what was the, um, not the resistance, but um, what was the response like when you were you, know, you came into men's health and you're like, you know, I think we should redefine the way we do our front covers and the way we um, picture men's health. But maybe it's within the men's health sphere. Like, um, what was the response like? But also, like, you know, your friends and family members, do you, you know, did they think you were weird for doing that? Or was it actually like, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's even fascinating to think that this was like, you know, 10 years ago that this was the stuff that we were putting on our front covers. Um, and so obviously with anything, there's always a reaction, but yeah. What was that reaction like when, when you came in and started doing those things? 
Well, I think like on the whole, it's been positive. Like um, I was obviously quite honest when I got mm. this job as editor that I wanted to do things differently and wanted to change things. Um, having said that, I people think that I'm the boss. Mm. I have bosses myself <laughs> that I have to answer mm. to. Um, and one of the thing, you know, I do have to justify the decisions mm. that I make um, because at the end of the day, it's a business and it has to make money. But um, I, you know, I count myself as the men's health audience mm. and I don't want to always see the same thing month after month. I don't want to read the same stories. I want to read different stories. I want other perspectives. Um, you know, I guess it goes back to, you know, wanting to live in Spain. Mm. I want to know other people's stories. I don't always want to see myself reflected in media. Mm. Um, you know, there has been resistance and, and a lot of people in media, I think it's definitely changing for the positive mm -hmm. now, but have been there for decades. And, you know, when I kind of came with new ideas and wanting to do things, they were kind of like, well, that's not mm. what we've done. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, look at the magazine industry. We kind of need mm. to do things differently. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. they'll say, oh, but, you know, I'll say I want to do a certain cover and they'll say, oh, but you know um like i'll just use for example like uh mm. greg norman like you know an older guy oh but you know young guys always sell and i'm like cool you've never mm. done an older guy so like that's kind yep. of skewed data that yep. you're working with there you i like know? that <laughs> if you've only ever done if you've only ever done 35 year old white ripped mm. straight guys you know how can you tell me that other guys don't sell when Got you on that kind of included mm. yeah yeah that kind of thing and um so, yeah, so that was definitely something I was intent on kind of mm. from the get-go. You know, I think my uh, one of my early issues was mm. Kelly Slater, who, you know, he's a phenomenal athlete. You know him as Kelly Slater, but if you saw him walking down the street, he's a 40-year-old mm. bald dude. You know what I mean? He's not mm. ripped. He's not oiled up. and But he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. No one more deserving mm. to be on the cover of Men's Health. Um, we did this guy, Ross Edgley. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a... Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy from the UK, incredibly yeah. fit. He's super ripped, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, he, he swam around, he sw did he swim around? Yeah, he uh, swam around the UK. The UK. Yeah. So yeah. we had him on the cover and I didn't want to use a picture of him super ripped. What we used was this picture of him. So he swam around the UK without touching land and I think it took him 167 days. That's ridiculous. Um, but when How you do hell? something like that, your body oh. isn't ripped. It's bloated, mm. it's all hell. It's like... He looked like a seal because his body adapted to those conditions. He needed to float. He needed to insulate from the cold. But that body that he finished with was the body that got him around the UK mm. in a swim. So essentially, that is the body that you need to be the fittest man alive. You know what I mean? You don't need to be super shredded and buff. So we use that as a cover. So it's just looking at things differently. Like these are still super inspirational mm. guys, but... um it's these are the bodies that get them to where they are and these are the bodies that they're happy in as well you know mm. it's um it's super important to remember that as well no i love that and i love how um you know you don't have to have a super ripped body to to to, to achieve such incredible feats i mean you know uh swimming around the uk is is something that i, you know, I can't even swim 50 meters so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's different. um and it's weird. It kind of reminds me um i was actually reading a lot about ross um and one of the things that one of the facts that i read was that you were well, once you at, at the, your point of maximum yeah. exhaustion is only about 60 percent of your actual potential yeah we have these survival mechanisms built yeah in something like we that. want to stop but at the same time like i also think um and this is probably trading on future questions but um you know i think 
especially the last couple of years, there's been this massive productivity pressure. You know, everyone has to achieve, like mm. you have to swim in the UK to be worthy. You absolutely don't. You just, surviving the day these days mm. is just a phenomenal feat. Like, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys are in Melbourne. I don't have to tell you, like just getting through the day is, is sometimes a struggle. And mm. I think there's massive posit- positivity pressure and massive um, productivity pressure. Mm. And you know what, like, the only pressure or it shouldn't even be a pressure, but the only thing we should be striving for is to be happy. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to be a world famous athlete. It doesn't mean you have to be a movie star. It's just make yourself happy, make those small increments to make yourself happy. Mm. I really like that. That's a uh, productivity and like this need to always pursue more. It's been like an area that I've always struggled with. And it's like, yeah. I remember um, when we had someone come onto the podcast, DJ, uh, and he was talking about like when we rest, and we have a hierarchy of what's the most value-adding rest and non-value-adding rest, that's where you fall into the sinkhole again because that's not how you should be thinking about rest. Rest should be about restoration and, like, taking time to yourself. But when you start thinking to yourself that, oh, like, my rest should involve reading because I'm going to be learning new things or it's like watching a documentary because I'm going to learn X, Y, Z, I don't think that's really going to get you the rest that you need. And I think you were talking about it on um, uh, on the CZA podcast as well like um when she was talking about and i can't remember what her name is um sarah Sarah. she was um she was talking about um doing puzzles because that sort of um uh contradicted or like went against her a type personality which was always being uh because even when you think about puzzles it's like the most non-productive thing you could ever do you 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 create something for hours and days and then you absolutely break it (laughs) (laughs) um so i think yeah i really resonate with your point i feel like it's it's become a lot bigger these days but the last two years has made us think um a lot more introspectively about okay what do we actually consider as you know fun and productive it's not actually always doing work it's maybe just going out for a hike and spending time with family yeah totally Mm. it's um yeah there was a massive hustle culture Mm. i feel like that's kind of receded a little bit now um as people kind of reevaluate what's important and and oh i was 100 percent guilty you know like we we write about men's health you know I think that's another misconception with men's health that it is all fitness Mm. and and kind of you know bicep curls and things but probably uh, up to 70% of the magazine is mental mm. health focused these days, you know, even if it's, if it's an interview, most of the guys that we interview want to talk about their mental health, um, which is a great thing. And I'm glad we give them that platform, but um, I wasn't necessarily listening to what we were preaching, you know, two years ago when the pandemic hit, I don't think I would have been at home for the two years prior to that for more than two mm-hmm. weeks at a time there was just travel 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 it was work 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 it was um it was to the detriment of myself it was to the detriment of my like personal relationships as well and then lockdown happened and it was like oh cool i like i actually have to face mm. these things now. <laughs> yeah. and then we had our little hiatus sorry air quotes are dumb on a podcast yeah. <laughs> we had our little our little work uh, career break. breaks <laughs> which was like a forced a forced little time off and mm. then it was really like oh okay shit like this is just a job um you know you can give your life to a job but at the end of the day to that company you're just a person so mm. it, it really did that was a real shift to kind of say i love this job and there's nothing wrong with that and i and i work extremely hard but at the end of the day it is just a job um mm. and 
it's not as important as the people around me and, and kind of looking after myself as well. Sorry, massive tangent there. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you edit that up to make it sound intelligent. <laughs> no, no, that, was, that, was, that was perfect. <laughs> did you um? Music. Did you feel? Is that you guys, honey? I was gonna say music to my ears. Music to the ears. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Do <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you were kind of holding yourself to a very like high standard? Yeah, definitely. I um, I mean, even like I would go to events and there would be, you know, you'd be sitting at a table and there'd be guys mm. from other publications, you know, whoever they were. And they're like, oh, you're not going to have the dessert, mm. are you? Like men's health. Oh, you're not having a beer, are you? Oh, men's health. Mm. I was like, yeah. I mean, you kind of want to laugh at them and give them the finger, but... At the same time, I was like, kind of like, yeah, yeah no, I know I should be doing that because I'm mental. Like, <laughs> how do you, how do you yeah, balance that? Yeah. Like, it's it's quite tough, even like whether it's expectation from someone else, but even like when you start internalizing it and then you you start second guessing yourself and you're like, hang on a second, because Brad's telling me that I shouldn't be having dessert. I'm the cover, like, you know, I, I do men's health. Should I actually be having dessert? Is that something that yeah. goes through your head or like you struggled with? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people think probably we work yeah. at like treadmill desks <laughs> and like, you know, we, like walking meetings and stuff, but we don't, we, we're actually just like normal office guys. So, so like when we write about the struggles of like, you know, staying fit and mm. having it all and having balance and that sort of thing, we actually do get it. Like we have normal jobs. Um, mm. But at the same time, when all you're doing all day is kind of interviewing these super inspirational people and it's like, it is a tough balance because you almost have so much information in your head that you're kind of like, you have to pick what's right for you. And that's kind of, you know, what we always say to our readers as well is, you know, not everything will be applicable to everyone. Like, you know, I might interview a strong man and I'm clearly mm. a human greyhound. I'm never going to be a strong man. Yeah. Like, um, so that kind of information, yeah, cool. We'll share it with the audience, but it's probably mm. not applicable for me. And you just got to kind of have that filter and that lens where, um, cool. It's interesting to hear what other people are doing, but it's not, I don't necessarily need to take mm. it on board. It's, you know, like with the whole diet thing, you know, like veganism, um, you know, mm. uh, flexitarian, uh, yeah. Yeah. there's even the carnivore paleo. diet you know, and, and everyone who does it thinks that it's paleo. Yeah. Everything. And then even all the different forms of fasting. And it's, it's kind of like, there's a lot of information out there and people will find mm. research and data to skew it in their favor, yeah. whichever way, just find out what works for you and kind of research that mm. and stick to that. Or, you know, it's, um, it's there's a lot of information out there to take on um but i think no one knows mm. their own body like themselves and, and no one knows their own mind you know the same thing goes meditation mm. works for some people meditation in a non-traditional form works mm. for some people um some people are verbal communicators some just need company you know it's um mm. it's 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 very personal and what we try and do is just basically give people the information and they can pick and choose what what's relevant to them and, and that's what we try and do as well. But, but yeah, sometimes it does. You'll interview someone and you're like, yeah, I want to be like that person, but it's just not, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work for Marvel. I can't be that big. How, like, um, obviously, you, you've sat down with some pretty awesome people uh, doing the work that you're doing. Has, and you, you mentioned a moment ago, like, you really wanted to be on the inside of men's health and, and see what it's like. But how has your view changed on mental health within maybe it's your view on mental health or the, um, the way you approach your own mental health? How has that sort of changed in the last couple of years now being on the inside of, you know, probably Australia's leading like magazine, you know, for men's health? Yeah. Well, I think just in the last couple of years, we've made real progress and it's, you know, it's guys like yourself as well that, that are kind of like, you know, spreading positive, mm -hmm. positive messages and, and kind of breaking down the stigma. I think we've done 
great things in breaking down the stigma. I don't think guys are afraid to talk mm. anymore. You know, mm. there's still work to go. There's no doubt about that. But I think guys know it's okay to talk. Mm. I think what we need to do now is enable people, if you're on the receiving end of that, you know, um, we all know it's okay to talk. We all know it ain't weak to speak. There's all the catchphrases, you know, um, and are you okay today asking someone if you're okay, but what do you do then if your mate says to you, I'm not okay? Mm. Um, you know, cause I feel like that's where we're hitting the wall now. And it's like, someone goes, I'm struggling. And then it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. So yeah. true. Well, we yeah. kind of need to enable, yeah. um, enable men with the tools to cope with that when their mates come to them with those problems, mm. you know, and, mm. and, you know, most of the time it is just listening. It's just kind of like, um, but, but yeah, I think it's a really positive place that we've got to where, where stigmas have been broken down. Like I said, there, there still needs to be a few, few more barriers broken, but um, I think the next step then is to um, it's the conversation rather than just the speaking up. Mm. I find that so difficult as well. It's particularly like, you know, I'm not sure if Sunny, if you had the, if you had the same experience, but um, I think a lot of people have sort of come, come to Sunny and myself, um, particularly sort of you know, opening up about their own kind of issues. And it's actually really, really hard, even though like we, you know, we obviously have these conversations and we have these recordings. It's still very, very hard to, to hear um, what they're going through and then also responding and, and trying to say the right things. Um, and I like what you said, and I like what you said just then. Like sometimes you don't even you, you don't even need to say the right thing. You can just sort of sit there and just and just listen and and just be like, yeah, that that that, that does suck. Hmm. Yeah, and quite often people, yeah, they're not looking for a solution. They just want to let it exactly. out. Exactly, let um, it out. Yeah, unbottle yeah, themselves. Yeah, I think it's still quite confronting for people when they hear that their mates are struggling, mm. and they're kind of mm. like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then maybe that's where the conversation ends. You know. It it's it mm. sucks because sometimes it's the people that you don't even realize are going through something. And I think what Mank and I are trying to do is like at least take a more proactive approach than a reactive approach with our friends and checking in. Like don't wait for a shit time to come for them to reach out or for us to reach out. It's like how do you build it into your normal conversations? Like Mank and I were out yesterday. I I popped the question to a mate yesterday asking how he's doing. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's what we need, need to start doing. I think more than just like you know chatting about you know, traveling or, you know, whatever it might be. I think sometimes it's just a real question, you know, how are you doing? Like, how have the last two years been? Like, what are you, what's on your mind at the moment? Um, no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, conversations like this are great because they, they give people the tools and, and, you know, they know it's, it's fine to do it. And here we are talking about in a public mm. forum. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, a hundred percent. And on that sort of public forum kind of, kind of topic, I think, you know, of, of course, um, social media is definitely a, a a big public forum, a virtual kind of kind of public forum for us. Um, and of course, like during during COVID and and um, even right now, I think social media has a lot of a lot of advantages. I mean, in terms of connection, connecting with people, um, reconnecting with people who haven't who you haven't spoken to in a while, it's a, it serves as a very powerful tool for that. Um, but I also feel like you know, and I've and Sunny and I and and um, various other guests have have chatted about this. Um, the detriments that um, social media can cause, particularly around um, you know, social media. I almost feel like social media has created a uh, multiple different identities for people. I mean, you've got your authentic self, which is a person that you say that you meet in real life, and then you've got this other identity, which is the social media kind of identity. Um, the the you that you know where where all the great things are happening and celebrated and um, it's it's kind of this idea that if you take all the Instagram posts that you've posted throughout your entire life and you condense them down into a highlights reel of about a, of about a minute or two minutes, your life looks 
absolutely amazing. Like it looks, it looks great, but um, you know, of course, everyone knows that it's not that amazing. I mean, like it's, it's you're not experiencing that one hundred percent of the time. Um, I think yeah, I, I thought I thought I'd just add that in there because I think it, it's um, and I think you you spoke about social media before. Um, I thought I, yeah, I, I just I just almost feel like during COVID, um, when people don't have that holiday or don't have that um that good time to post um i think it you know it forces people to introspect a little bit yeah well said <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought, thought i'd just uh slip that in there for you yeah. no 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 I, I mean i totally agree it's um yeah i think it, we're definitely becoming more aware especially you know like you said the last year when we're we've all been stuck at home and we haven't had those beautiful holiday pictures to post i think we have all become aware that it is kind of like a um a highlights reel for sure um mm. but you know i always say you know that comes up quite a bit you know through conversations with men's health and people feel pressure you know and and um you know they're like why aren't i mm. on an island and blah 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 blah. Mm. and it's it's also like you know if people's accounts mm. and posts are affecting you negatively at the end of the day we have the opportunity to unfollow them you know mm. it's um we need to use we need to harness social media as a tool for ourselves um and if things aren't making us happy we can just unfollow them. You know, mm. it's, it's not real life. I have friends that I don't follow on social media. It doesn't mean we're not friends in real life. Yeah. It's just, mm. you know, I don't want to open up my, my phone and be bombarded with, with beach mm. pics all the time. <laughs> 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 it, it sometimes mm. just doesn't serve you and, and that's totally fine. And it's, mm. um, you know, at the end of the day, it's an app and it's meant to be enjoyed and it's meant to be mm. fun. And the minute that it stops um, being that, you know, either yeah, you can remove yourself yeah, from the yeah, app yeah, or, yeah. or kind of remove the the things that are stress points for yourself hmm. i've also like i've found that i've like rich like pulled back a lot from social media i don't know about you guys but it's just yeah. it's kind of like what's the point it's like you know i there's that like famous saying it's like being famous on instagram is being like rich in monopoly it's like it doesn't yeah. actually translate to your real life experiences and you know i'm very much i'm lucky if i have someone you know at an event or something that takes out their phone and gets pictures that they can share with me because mm. i'm kind of like have come to this point where i'm like well at the end of the day i want to kind of like be in the moment and mm. kind of experience it and mm. and it was one of those things you know i found like being on social media all the time wasn't necessarily making me happy you know mm. it's not they're not they're, it's great to be connected and there's there's great connections to be made there and from definitely from a media point of view it's it's a great way to share content with people mm. but um but yeah it doesn't always serve you you know mm. have, have you been conscious about it scott like in the way you consume your social media or the way you protect i guess your own mental health is that something you're very conscious about like in yeah just the way you design your own life yeah definitely i think um you know you I feel like I'm a bit older than you guys, potentially. <laughs> Mate, you look, you look younger than us. But I think <laughs> you get to a point, I think you get to a point like, um, you know, everyone says it's around 30. It was probably a little bit later for me, like 32, 33, where you like, you really, um, it, it's just kind of like, I guess it's trimming the fat. Like we're, we're bombarded with so much information these days, you know, like we get emails, we have social media, we have text messages, we have, you know, everything flying at us from mm. all angles. And it just comes to a point where your brain just, it's its almost like overload and it's just too full. Um, mm. And so something, like I said, like social media is meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be a way to connect with the world uh, in a way that fulfills you. And I think 
um, uh, this, it sounds aggressive, but it's almost like trimming the fat and it's like, cool. Mm. If there are things that are popping up that you don't enjoy seeing, you don't actually have to see them. You know what I mean? You can kind of, and, and I, I think people call it a cull, right? Like you do a cull of your social media yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, there, are, there are accounts that definitely serve some people. Um, but you know, like for me, I don't want to see like ridiculous um displays of excess and and kind of mm. you know that sort of thing yep. and and flashiness and showing this i just don't think that's necessary in the world um mm. today i follow a lot of um you know like doctors and psychiatrists and stuff like that who are putting out mm. actionable tips that, that i might benefit for i'm following my friends who are probably more their authentic self it's not always mm. super polished um yeah it's um and, I, you know, vanity always plays into it. I think we always want to put forward our best self. But, um, mm. but yeah, at the end of the day, when it's just people, you know, it, when it becomes braggy, that, yeah. yeah. But again, it works for some people. It's motivating for some people. Mm. It just doesn't work for me. So, so mm. you just kind of, it's just a conscious kind of call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a. I, I'm con. I'm conscious of time. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole segment Mank and I have here. But I know because you've you've dabbled a little bit in your own ventures yep. and yep. entrepreneurism and and sort of doing your own thing. And often there's quite a bit of uncertainty involved yeah. in that space. Like not even quite a bit, a lot of uncertainty. Like you just don't know like what's ahead. Yeah. Um. And you mentioned about like finding um finding your own passion through uncertainty and like not having a fallback. Um, has that been yeah. something that you've looked back at uh, and been very grateful for, like actually having no fallback in your life and having to do your own thing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think you learn mm. the most through mm. failure. And I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but, you know, I have done things. Um, so one thing, for example, I started with, but when I was working PR, I had mm. this business partner and that PR business was great. Um, but then we decided to start a swimwear label, um, which we poured a whole bunch of money into. Um, you know, it got to the point where, um, you know, we were living so tight on such tight budgets that, mm. you know, mm. I would go to the public yeah. bathroom with my backpack <laughs> and stock up on toilet paper, you know, just to save a few oh, dollars. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was mm. real like entrepreneur stuff and, we really believed in it and, you know, we made some mistakes and that business didn't work out, but it ultimately led me to where yeah. I am now, mm. which, which again, I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm the pinnacle of success by any means, <laughs> but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a place where I'm happy now. And the lessons that I learned from that were mistakes. Um, mm. And, you know, my business partner mm. and I are closer yep. than ever. We're not in business together anymore, but, you know, as mates, we're, we're kind of closer than we ever were. Um, and we learned some extremely valuable mm. life lessons and business lessons that we will never make again. Um, and ultimately it was kind of a great struggle because I, I'm a bit sadistic in that. Mm. I, I, I recognize yeah. a struggle when I'm in it as a growth opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of don't shy away from struggles. Um, mm. But even last year, you know, when men's health got shut down, you know, that was obviously I had tied all mm. my identity up into my job. And then all of a sudden that was ripped away. So yep. it was kind of yep. like, a big, you know, Zoolander, <laughs> who am I kind of moment? Like when you, mm. when you have that thing is defined that you define yourself by is taken away. Um, but then I kind of knew that I still wanted to share positive health mm. messages, whether they be physical, whether they be mental, you know, I wanted to kind of 
and I was sitting on a whole bunch of ideas. So I started up my own kind of little publication, mm. um, which has been bubbling away on the side, you know, um, and while men's health has been st- has started back up, but it's almost just like a creative outlet to to be able to kind of tell stories in the way mm. that I necessarily want to tell them, where I don't have a boss to answer to. Mm. <laughs> no, it, it's interesting what you said there because I was actually watching a video um, recently done by by Jordan, by Jordan Peterson, um, and, and maybe just flagging here that I'm I'm actually separating myself here from his political views because actually a lot of his work that he's doing in psychology is actually really interesting. Um, and, and what he says is that sometimes you can find what you want in life by discovering the things that you don't like. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and what he says around this is that, you know, you can pick an interest, sort of pick any interest of yours, you know, anything. It could be being a painter, guitarist, school teacher. Try it out and give it 100% of your energy and 100% of your time. And once you've tried it, you know, take a, take a step back and ask yourself if you like it or not. And if the answer is yes, then continue down that path. If the answer is no, yeah. then you can look at the world from a through a different perspective and through a different lens. And you can really find out what you want in your life from that different perspective because you've now closed a few of those doors and have essentially narrowed mm. down your options. Totally. Saying yes, yes, and learning mm. to kind of do it on the... I mean, I've done a whole bunch of stinker mm. jobs too. Like, I think mm. you mentioned earlier Abercrombie, like that was an absolute <laughs> shocker of a job. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm happy, happy to talk about it. If you want to talk about body yeah, image yeah. and stuff, that's a, a good way to... <laughs> but, you know, like you kind of, you give things a crack, you, you know, it's not for you. Um, that's not to say don't do things that you're, you, you're going to hate, but yeah, give things a crack and, and if they work out, they do and even if you have an inkling and you want to explore mm. it explore it you know but, but i also understand as well like a lot of people say that and, and have these big motivational speeches but you know i'm at the same there's so many things i would still love to do but like yeah. time mm. money support access it's it's you know it's, it's a lot easier said than done to to kind of say you know people always say um you know i remember when i was leaving university and they say oh you can do whatever you want to be and be whoever you want to be and i'm like cool but like i don't know mm. what that is <laughs> it's a lot yeah. easier said than done yeah. i'm like yeah mm. cool i really want to be an astronaut but i'm mm. not smart enough <laughs> like yeah. you know it's, it's there are limitations and um <laughs> i think you know there's a book um uh mm. subtle art of not giving a fuck and it's yeah like yeah. there has to be for people to win there have to be people that lose you know there has to be um there have to be people that get promoted and then in order for someone to get promoted, mm. someone has to not get promoted. You know, it's, it's a balance and, and we can't always expect to win mm. all the time. Um, but, you know, when it's within your scope and you, and you want to give something a try and it's not going to destroy your life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mike, where does that lead us? We, I know it's, I'm conscious of time, Scott. Um, ah, awesome. All right, that's good. So then, oh, should we show Sunny? Should we go to the rapid fire question or should we ask one more question? Can... Uh, but I'm not sure if we have, I don't know. Do we have time? Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, let's let's go rapid fire, and then I reckon I reckon, fire, I reckon I reckon then we might finish it off with like just yeah our standard question at the end, which will um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, are you kicking it off? Okay, all right. So I think so. Our first question actually was favorite city in Spain. Um, I think you you mentioned it, but I don't think you mentioned the name of the city that you that you lived in. Uh, so the reason I didn't mention it was because it's like when you said with Seville, it's like I call it, so it's Santander. 
in just Sent- Bogan Aussie, yeah. but Santander in Spanish. Uh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm assuming that's your, is that your favorite city in Spain? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 Sure, yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, second one, Mank and I have had a bit of conflict on this one and we'll tell you why afterwards. Um, <laughs> would you rather run with the Bulls? Uh, was it Pamplona, Mank? Yeah, Pamplona. Yeah, or Pamplona. skydive yep. on the border of Southern France and Barcelona. Uh, it was Southern France and Barcelona itself. What would you rather do? <laughs> Skydive, I think. I. To give you a bit of context, I ran with yeah. the Bulls in Spain, and Sunny did the skydive, and we always debate oh, as to okay. which one was which one would have been the better. I feel like everyone's <laughs> done the Bulls. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There you go, enough, man. <laughs> I just like skydiving's epic because it's just like you out in the world. I don't know. It's just. I know it is. Free. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, but running with the bulls is for stupid people and people who like, <laughs> and yeah, that was me back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You're still here to tell the tale, so that's Still tell the tale, tale, yeah, definitely. The next one, who would you like to bring on to men's health? David Beckham, Nick Brax, Mayank Sahani, or Sonny Bohugna? <laughs> um, well, in the interest of not spoiling the surprise for the readers, I'll pass. Oh, no. yeah. oh what a cop out. Yeah, yeah, total cop out. Uh, um, yeah, this next one is David Goggins or Ross Edgley for a dinner, sit down dinner. Ooh. I'm a massive Ross Edgley fangirl, so, um, but I think because of that, I'm going to say Goggins because I feel like um, I've still got more to learn from Goggins. Oh, you got to stay hard, right? You got to stay mm. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that last, that last <laughs> yeah, 60% yeah. stay hard. <laughs> um, and I, guess our, I guess our final question is, what's your favorite book? Oh, good question. I've read, actually this year, I kind of got over streaming stuff. So I've read a lot of books this year. Um, mm. oh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for a biography. That's really, really mm. tough. Um, I'm not going to cop out though. I will give you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> um, yes. Open by Andre Agassi was really interesting. I don't know if you guys have read that, but um, oh, really? that's actually a really great yeah. mental health book in the terms that it starts like at the very first chapter, he starts with how much he hates tennis. Um, but then to go through a career okay. and achieve such results when he had such a hatred for the sport was kind of interesting. I'm sure that answer is going to change, but that's just mm. one that's sticking out in my head right now. Well, yeah, where where to from here, Scott? Um, like, what's what's next for you? Um, you know, like, where can people find you as well? Um, yeah, you've obviously well, shared a lot of gems. I'm kind of behind the scenes, so um, they don't need to find me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I guess it's just it's kind of reaching. Uh, I guess we want to take men's health to kind of that next step. So, you know, we, we kind of had grand plans this year, which obviously couldn't um, eventuate because of lockdowns and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I think it's the way media is. It's really exciting time. Men's health isn't just a magazine anymore. It's a brand. So, you know, we want to really kind of uh, reach men in, you know, in really different ways, like whether that's partnerships with streaming services, um, you know, things like what you guys are doing with podcasts are phenomenal having a big bigger digital imprint and doing events like i really want to be able to connect you know we we get to interview and meet some such great minds in the health space um but having being able to connect men directly with those guys and just break down the walls of access to to kind of health 
to great health would be would be the ideal. Yeah. Mm. Man, that's punchy. punchy. That is really good. Yeah. <laughs> that good little good sound bite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I reckon. I, I, we'll, just, we'll just post that. I reckon we'll, that's we've, it. We've got our audiogram done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Nah, awesome. Been a, been a pleasure having you on, Scott. Yeah, um, no, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nothing nothing else for me. Uh, what about you, Mank? Nothing else for me. I'm, I'm out with questions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, all good. Thanks, guys. And thanks for what you're doing as well. It's, it's a good yeah. thing to have out there in the world. And that's a wrap for this episode. If you're enjoying our conversations, please help us out with a quick rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All the conversations are recorded in video, so check us out on Instagram and Facebook at our handle at Bottled Up Oz. Drop us a comment or a message if any of these conversations resonate with you. And most importantly, please share this podcast with anyone who might need it. So as always, this is Bottled Up. Thanks for being part of our family and see you next time.